Hi, and welcome to The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. And I'm uh, walking outside in my old neighborhood where I used to live. And I'm on my way to the supermarket to find something to eat for lunch. I'm recording this on a Friday morning, and I have a terrible headache. And I'm not sure why. I <laughs> Maybe I didn't sleep as well as I thought I had. May also be caused by the fact that this morning... I woke up way too late, <coughs> and there was no electricity in the house. Turns out they uh, shut down electricity for part of the village where I live because of, I don't know, unexpected uh, repairs. Um, which means that uh, my, my uh, home mini doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so normally I use that as a, uh, to wake me up. But of course there, was, there were no devices in the house that worked. Plus, and that's much, much worse, I couldn't make any coffee because no electricity. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I'm pretty sure that that is the reason for, for my headache today. Plus, this is also related to, I think, um, the, the worries, the various worries in my, in, uh, in my head right now. Of course, I told you about the situation of my father. Yesterday, he had to get a second operation, second time surgery in his, in his foot uh, this time. Uh, he's, so he's still at the hospital. He's, he still has a pretty severe delirium. So he doesn't really understand what's happening. Um, and they had to remove two of his toes because this, uh, most of the tissue had died. Fortunately, his uh, big toe is still in place, so that's very important, of course, for his balance. All right, I'm entering the supermarket here. Let's see if I can find lunch. So, I mean, he already kind of realized, even before he went into surgery, that um, it may ha may it could impact him uh, quite a bit uh, mentally. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, also, uh, he he knew that he would probably lose a few of his toes. But he was pretty, you know, relaxed about it. It's like I have ten toes, so I can I can <laughs> miss a couple of them. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, sudden surgery is never uh, it's never a good message. So that's constantly where we're, we're communicating a lot uh, with uh, my brother and sister and with my mom. And the rest of the family to see what am I going to eat um, may just get some fish <clears throat> this is all vegetables this is the meat department but I'm not going to <laughs> I'm not going to cook for lunch avocados hmm I can tell that the avocados are uh, are getting more and more expensive because of uh, the uh, tariff threats uh, with Mexico or somehow that impacts all sorts of all types of Mexican food. Not even sure if our avocados are from Mexico here in the Netherlands. Anyway, uh, let's see. I may go here and see if they have something. But but it's so it's constantly uh, on our minds, and you don't we don't really know how if how fast things are going to improve. Uh, the most important thing the doctors told us is that he uh, gets out of that delirium, so that he becomes more. Look, right now, uh, 
he's he's very restless uh he's constantly plucking on the, his bandages and uh his foot right now is bleeding quite a bit and he apparently is very especially extremely restless during the night so he tries to get out of bed which of course he can't because he will fall he wants to go to the toilet but he, he's got a catheter so it is uh also for the personnel at the hospital um, a very difficult patient to uh, uh to, to handle to um to manage and then of course it's also uh tricky for my mom because she has to go there every day and uh you can't really right now you can't really have a conversation with my father I mean he's talking uh, a lot but it's not making much sense what he says so that is yeah just get some fish here some sardines that's always healthy uh, let's see some soup no something to drink let's check let's see if they have some yogurt or a little bit usually they have uh like a section here with 30, 35% off. Sorry, is that weg? It is the new My caviar is this. What is the new show? Is it the Ja, het is een microfoontje met een uh, soort van wind... Uh, ja, je kan er praten. Je, je kunt er doorheen praten, maar dan neemt hij niet die windgeluiden op. Oh, je zult dus het ook. Uh, ik ben uh, mijn verhaaltje aan het vertellen. Oh, dus. precies. Kijk maar, je doet even je praatje daar maar. Ja. Je hebt gelijk. Ja, je moet toch wat, hè? Ach, niet meer leven, zeg je. Je ziet er wel ja. gelijk. Ja, dat komt helemaal goed. Wel hey, goedjes. Uh, this was uh, uh, someone working here at the store. He was like, what is that thing? And he was pointing at the... Um, uh, the the wind, the what is it? The, the, there's this this dead cat on top of the H2, which of course looks like a, kind of looks like an animal. <laughs> I was very surprised by that. hadn't hadn't seen it before. Um, and then the second thing that's on my mind uh, and has been on my mind this entire week is my upcoming trip to Rome and uh, the challenge. Of filming four episodes of a TV show in just five days, uh, or actually four full days and uh, two half days. Now, I've been in, I've been in Rome many times, and I have produced episodes like this before, but this turned out to be much more of a challenge than I thought because a lot of the people that I wanted to interview were not unavailable a lot of the topics that I had um, th- that I wanted to uh, to film uh, were we were unable to um, to organize them uh, sometimes there's just a, a problem in uh, getting permission to film or you know just to arrange things and of course because of my dad uh, I didn't have the, the, the normal time for preparations Ooh, those noodles are cheap. Seriously. Just one buck for five? Ooh, and these are my favorites. Fright noodles. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get two of these. That is, of course, it's a ramen noodle, so it's not the healthiest, but it's so good when you're in a hurry. Alright. At least that makes my trip worthwhile. Let's see, it's always busy around this time. Let's see if they have any Lego. 
No, no Lego figurines. Alright, let's put these here. So beca because my mind was in, you know, all over the place, uh, preparation for Rome was just super complicated. In the end, of course, it, it's still kind of all comes together and so I now have one, two, three people that I'm going to interview um, and I'll, I'll just figure it out. I'll just try to come up with something. The advantage of filming in Rome is that there is so much to see. So wherever you point your camera, it's still nice to look at. Um, but that, you know, even organizing the trip, I had, fortunately, I booked my flight, but then I've, I couldn't find a good hotel. They're all very expensive. It's, of course, the summer season. So, um, and, and I really am picky about the hotels. Not that I want a luxury hotel. Far from that, because usually I try to go there really on the cheap. But I need something that is relatively close to the center of the city, because I know that the farther away you are from the center, the cheaper it is. But then you have to take the, the underground, or you have to take the bus. Public transport in Rome is just not, it's not very reliable. And I want to be as flexible as possible. So the more I can walk, the better it is. Hello. They were. Selfie. I always love how easy it is to pay with uh, the uh, what is it? The RF chip in the in my bank card. <coughs> Hello, goedemorgen, alles goed. One of my parishioners. <laughs> so, wow, that's two euros fifty cents for ten ramen noodle. Units and uh, and sardine plus sardines. <laughs> I could survive in theory. I could survive ten days with this for just two five two fifty. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this morning, only this morning, so I'm I'm leaving on Monday, uh, and and this morning I booked a hotel, which was actually still very affordable. It's forty bucks a night, and. Uh, the advantage is it's not really a hotel actually it's just a room it's you have this a lot in rome where people in order to make some money they will just rent out an apartment that they have or that they own or perhaps they sometimes even live in and then they just empty two rooms and then put that up on expedia and then they make they make some money but for me the advantage is that it is very close to uh the station of ottaviano which is the the metro station pretty close to the Vatican so this is literally uh, 10 minutes max away from St. Peter's Square and that of course is uh, for me uh, a huge uh, advantage it, it, the room looks pretty old and nothing fancy it really looks like you know someone's home uh, there's no no breakfast or anything but it doesn't matter it, it it's got a, it's got a bed the other, the other downside is that there are no reviews because this is a newcomer on Expedia, which can also cause uh, some trouble because, well, <laughs> it, you, you don't know what you're going to get. We'll see. We'll live. At least I'll have a place to stay 
and and it was a f- very affordable but th- just all the worries of uh, trying to find people to interview and trying to come up with content for those for those four episodes <sighs> just very hard to do when you're when you're when you have to juggle also those family affairs and and uh and of course you've you've got parish work also <clears throat> but we'll live <laughs> this is not going to be a vacation though those those days in rome it's going to be really hard work and i will have to push myself creatively i think <laughs> quite a bit to uh well to 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 come home with uh, four episodes <laughs> It's a really impossible uh, goal. I, I don't think that many of my colleagues would uh, would try to do something like this. But I know that I need to challenge myself. It makes me creative. The harder something is, the the more inventive I tend to become, and that is in, in, that is good for uh, for the end result. I hope. All right, let's put this on the stairs, and then I'll just continue my walk here for a second. There we go. So I'm normally on Fridays. I'm not even supposed to be in the office. Let's put this on the stairs. Oh! I'm gonna drop the sardines. It's a lot quieter now because uh, the, the most most of the time the parishioners leave at, at noon. So only Martin is working upstairs in the office there we go I'm outside again but uh, yeah it's it's uh, it's gonna be hard and then I'm also uh, trying to arrange or, and and to uh, get everyone uh, how would you say that to, to, uh, to organize my vac- my vacation with the three other priests with Father Henry and Father Harry and Father Michelle and they want to go to England, and originally we were going to go to to the region of Wales, and so Father Harry did some research, found a, a number of houses that we could rent for, what is it, a week and a half or something like that, two weeks. Unfortunately, all of those accommodations were very bland and, and in very ugly villages where there's nothing in the... In, the, uh, in terms of nature around it. Um, and it all looked so boring, so I told them, you know, I'd rather stay home than, than stay in, a, in an environment like that. It's worse than what I have here. <laughs> and um, there was one cottage, which we're going to try to book, that actually looks nice. It is in the middle of a couple of uh, nature reserves, or at least natural parks. And the surroundings, the, the village itself is very old, Looks like seventeenth uh, century, eighteenth century, perhaps. Have grey houses, a small church, um, and but it's surrounded by hills, and uh, that immediately changes everything. If, if if it's flat and it's raining, then it looks like Holland. But when you have hills and it's raining, it still looks like the Shire. So. I got a really good Middle Earth vibe from the photos that I saw. And also, that's one of the advantages nowadays with Google Maps. You just <clears throat> tap in the location, you drop the little orange guy, and you can look around. And I was pretty 
happy with what I saw. It looks like a it's nothing spectacular or no mountains. This is not Scotland or Ireland. But still, it's the English countryside. <clears throat> it's very different from from France or Belgium or Germany. And, uh, well, the entire thing is more or less affordable. And then we have to choose between taking the boat or flying. Turns out the, taking the boat, of course, you, then you can take your own car. But it's very expensive. It's uh, like a thousand bucks for for the four of us. Ex- w- without food, excluding dinner. So that is just way too expensive, in my opinion. So we're probably going to fly. But, so that was another thing that we were going back and forth about. And what I try to do is to work less. I'm still in this mode where I want to take away as much pressure as I can. The, 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 that week that I filmed in France... And I went to Lourdes first, and I spent one day filming in Lourdes. And then the second day, I gave myself the day off. And I just went for a walk. And I loved it. And then then I went to Father Theo, the the, uh, area of of Carcassonne, and spent a day filming there, or actually a day and a half, but also had plenty of time to just walk and pray and, and, and... and relax and it did I mean when I came back I felt so energized and I was so happy that I'd gone there and with Rome I don't have that same feeling I feel stressed I feel like and it's probably because I'm pushing myself too hard and uh, Martin and Inge uh, the, my fellow team members they tell me you know don't don't try to do too much if you return with just two episodes that's fine too um so that is still part of my, I don't know, my former self that is always pushing, pushing the boundaries of what can be done and how can I make this even cheaper and, 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 and deliver a better product. So that is, uh, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to get much rest next week, but then the week after, I, I really want to go back to this uh, uh, rhythm of uh, working only 20 hours in, in media and then working another 8 hours in the parish having some time off and what I've kind of the challenge that I set myself when I went to see Father Theo who of course now lives as a hermit uh, one of the conversations that we had was about the usefulness of his life as a priest there because in the Netherlands of course with the lack of priests, he he was very important. He was uh, managing a big parish, multiple churches, large communities, and did a terrific job at that as well. People loved him. And now that he has moved to France and lives alone by himself as a hermit, and most of what he does during the day is praying and uh, doing some manual labor, from from an economic point of view but even from let's say <laughs> point of view of efficiency in the church it looks like a waste of a waste of talent but he said the the, the only thing that truly matters is not efficiency but it is 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 this your vocation and he has taken a, more than a year to pray about this because he felt called to become a hermit um, to to talk with other people about it, and the, the fruit of that res- that discernment was, I have to do this. I have to leave my parish behind. God wants me to be a hermit here. Uh, a very rare vocation, 
And then he said, I'm not worried that if I retire from parish life, that the church will crumble because ultimately God doesn't ask us to deliver in terms of number of people that you reach or hours that you work. Whatever you can do, he will do. There's a train. <laughs> so the, the true efficiency lies in letting God work through you in his way and according to his will. And then you'll become, you'll bear way more fruit than if you try to do everything yourself. And then at the end of the day, you kind of bring that to God and say, here's what I did, God. Isn't that good? And God will probably tell you, yeah, that's, that's great. But it's not what I asked you to do. And I very often am, I think, living according to that lifestyle. Like I do a lot of stuff. I want to feel that I'm useful, that I produce TV shows and videos and that we're successful on social media. Um, and then I, I kind of bring that to God and say, this, aren't you proud of me? And I think that, especially this year and the year before, God has been signaling me, I want you to, to travel, to, uh, to work le less. I want you to, to give yourself more margin to pray, to rest, to read. And trust me, to do the rest, to compensate for, you know, the hours that you don't work. And of course, that is something you need to, uh, I'm walking over a bridge and there's traffic underneath, passing underneath, so just to explain you why you hear the sounds. Now I'm going to cross one of the canals here and I'm going to complete the circle and go back to the office and have lunch. So the, um, the, One, one of the reasons that I struggled with this, you know, letting go of having to work 50 hours, 60 hours per week is that I was afraid that it would be perceived or I would perceive it as being lazy. You know, it sounds like such an easy thing to say. I'll, I'll just work less and let, let, let God do the work. That could be, if it's not discerned as something that God calls me to do, It could just be a translation of laziness or a justification of being lazy. And that's the last thing I want. Uh, but it's, I, I've noticed that a lot of my... Uh, and, and this has been a process ever since I went to Santiago and thinking about my relationship to my work. Uh, a lot of the uh, motivation to work so hard and to, to work so many hours per week... Is, is not is not just trying to do what God wants me to do but it is this it comes from an insecurity that if I'm if I don't work this hard I'm not good enough and people are going to be disappointed or they're going to be I don't know looking at me like huh, this this lazy priest um, and that is that is something I've really um, That I, that I have to fight uh, still up until today that if it's really God who wants me to uh, slow down and do less so that he can do more if that's truly a calling then I should also let go of this insecurity that you know what are people going to say and 
there, there's always this somewhere in the back of my mind this little voice that says you, you can work harder you can do more but that is not necessarily or I'm actually pr- quite sure now that that is not God's voice that is telling me that so I seeing how how Father Theo starts his mornings with hours of prayer celebrates mass and then still uh managed to to reach my heart while I was there uh, and I had some beautiful conversations with him that really helped me also to discern what, what kind of life as a priest am I living and what is the life that God wants me to live uh, just experiencing that he meant so much in that in those two or three days that I stayed there while at the same time not running a parish not doing you know, all the stuff that I normally do. Um, I, I was like, that, that too is a fruit of, of him following his vocation. So why shouldn't I trust this calling a little bit more? And um, so the, the kind of the challenge that I, that I gave God in a certain way is, okay, I, I want to obey. I want to listen to what you're calling me to. And literally, it feels like in the morning... When I wake up and I, I've had my shower, then I feel this almost a physical pull to, to prayer, to sit in the, like in my bedroom I have, it's a pretty big bedroom, so I've got two, two chairs, and I just feel like I want to sit there, open the curtain, let the sunshine in, and just sit there and pray. Uh, uh, I can celebrate Mass in the Hall, the little hallway on the first floor. Uh, again, it's a big house, so I've created a small altar there, and I can celebrate Mass there. And I just feel pulled to to do that in the morning before I get, go to work. I keep waking up also very early, usually 6.30. And it's almost as if I'm being woken up. Like, I wake you up right now, so you have time to pray and to be with me before you go to work because of course I, at 9 o'clock I want to be at the office on the days that I work so it's, it's these, these signs like that and I have really trouble um, listening to that voice and, and, and doing that because there's always this temptation of well but before I pray let me first check my email because I'm still waiting for you know that, that person that I w- was going to interview in Rome to, to reply and maybe he or she wants a a, a direct response and so there's this stress of uh, uh, trying to jump into action the moment I I leave my bed whereas God I think tries to tell me I would like your first action of the day to be with me and you do less so that I can do more which of course is very much what, what St. Paul says all the time. Uh, I have to become smaller so God can become greater. And I always interpreted that as um, humility. Like I, I have to shrink my ego. I have to try to be as humble as possible so that God can, can be the, 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 only, the only one that deserves praise, etc. But I think this could also be uh, translated into into the, the amount of work that I do. I 
my amount of work has to become smaller not because I want to be lazy uh, but because it will if I if I ask God to make my life more fruitful more efficient if I take more time for him that 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 is I think what I'm supposed to do and the funny thing is I've already seen some signs that God does that uh, you know that we started this this Dutch channel which is a lot of fun um, and I think really necessary here in the Netherlands to to build a platform that gives people inspires people through high quality uh, video so I'm, I'm happy with that I'm also happy with the people that we have currently in the team but in the first few months I was constantly thinking I have to do everything whereas now I, the more and more uh, I, I kind of make this cho- choice of not trying to do everything things come together in a different way and the team comes up with solutions and uh, we're actually more productive than when I was still trying to do everything and I feel great it's great to see something uh, grow and happen that I have not uh, initiated but I'm still kind of like if I hadn't started this channel then of course none of that would have happened but it's almost as if I've planted a seed but it grows by itself I don't need to pull on the on the plant to make it grow it just needs water and sunshine and I, I don't have to provide that God does so that's a small confirmation the same thing with Rome uh, last week I was just panicking I was like I have nothing I have no one that I can interview I have no idea how I'm going to you know f- uh, produce four television episodes if, if there is no content and uh, of course Rome I've been there so often I've done so many episodes there that I've already done almost everything. So I was like, ah, I'm panicking. And I, I felt this stress of like, I have to work harder and make more phone calls. And, and then I was like, if God wants me to go there and he wants this to, whatever I film to reach my viewers, um, then he'll have to come up with, with something. And then just two days ago, things start to move and after a, a, a whole lot of uh, disappointments a priest that doesn't didn't want to go on tv some other people that were unavailable or, or, or gone all of a sudden it's like oh this person is more than happy to uh, to help you out and then two more people and I'm like, okay that is that's a good sign things are starting to come together so i should probably trust even more and maybe God will only start to help when I retreat even more, when I tell him constantly, I, I can't do it by myself. It's going, to be, it's going to be failure if I try to do this on my own. You, you need to uh, help me with your providence. Because that's I think, is what providence is. It's... it's um, it's not like Santa Claus' wish list. Like, you write something down and then... Santa during the night will give it to you but it's more like uh, let providence is giving God space in your life and in your work so that he can truly do something that you yourself can't do 
and perhaps not miracles, but still, uh, especially in terms of, of, of bearing fruit, he can, he can do ultimate, and sometimes he does it in a different way from what you expect, um, but he can, he can make things work, even if I can't. So that's going to be kind of my lesson for today. I'm talking to myself, obviously. And I, I need to step into that week in Rome without stress, without freaking out that it's not going to work. But by, if I go there and I trust, then very probably things will, will turn out fine. Uh, of course, I'll, I'll let you know how things go. I'll, uh, I'll try to record something when I'm there, so keep an eye on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'm sure that when I'm, when I'm back, I can also tell you some stories of how it went. But there you go. I'm going to have some lunch. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, for those of you that support me through Patreon, a uh, big thank you as well. Uh, that alone makes me feel that I'm not in this alone by myself, but I have a community that helps out. So thank you so much for that. And um, keep, if you can, keep saying a prayer for my dad, for my mom. They're having a really hard time right now. Um, and of course, I'll, uh, when I'm in Rome, I'll take advantage of that stay to also uh, <laughs> bother some of the saints that are buried there to, uh, to help out with my family as well. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.